Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show is the one, the only, Daniel Hernandez out of Upland, California. Daniel, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, doing great, man. Yeah, doing great. Thank you. How about you? Always good, man. Happy Friday. Happy to have you here. Um, now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty stuff of what you have going on at your gym and how you run it, uh, first tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Um, made me get started was, I mean, I've been boxing since I was a kid. I had my first competition when I was 17, and then I had maybe about 15 more amateur fights, and I turned professional and so that's my background as far as boxing goes I've just been doing it forever been loving it forever my father got me into it um I never thought about opening up my own gym though um that happened about obviously two years ago but when I was I wasn't even thinking about coaching I was just still competing and then my coach at that gym I was at left so there was really no one else to coach anybody and I was the main fighter out of the gym. So everyone kind of started looking towards me for, for my boxing knowledge. And I kind of started training everybody. And, you know, I was pretty good at, at coaching students. As, as good as I was a fighter, I was good at coaching. So that's kind of was like, the, I guess, the beginning, the, the genesis of me becoming a coach was that it just kind of was put onto me as far as like that coach left. There was no other coaches there. It was just the owner, but he was a jujitsu practitioner out of boxer. So he, so it was kind of left on me to coach and, you know, let everybody gotcha. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And so at your gym, uh, what services do you guys provide? Like what would I, if I came in as, as, as a member, what services would I have uh, to choose from? You would have our boxing, like our general boxing courses. So boxing for all, uh, all levels, whether you're a beginner or intermediate, or if you're at that point where you feel like, hey, I want to compete, kind of like all of that. So right, everything boxing is kind of centered towards boxing. And people that just want to get in shape, they just ask, does boxing get you in shape? And I said, well, what do you think? And then, you know, look at this, <laughs> boxer, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then, you know, they get in and they get in shape and they end up falling in love with the art of boxing as well, not just you know, being physically fit. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I think you have a, a lot of variety there. And, um, and so right now, um, how many members would you guys say you guys are at right now? Between 50 and 70 from month to month. Some, you know, okay. some fall off, some come back, some take a break, you know? So, um, yeah, about between 50 and 70 students. Yeah. And, and, and back to using myself as an avatar, I think it's easy to say to do so. But I walked in and I wanted to get started. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm ready to go. How much would I have to pay to be like a member? It's 150 a month for three days a week, 200 for unlimited training. And then personal training has its own separate prices starting at 75 an hour. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. That's a lot of versatility there, too. And I think, um, especially with, what you're doing in terms of boxing, I think, I mean, I could be wrong, you tell me wrong totally, but I think uh, a lot of people would want to convert to that training stuff to, to grow faster, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, they need that one-on-one attention, which I think everybody loves. 
mm-hmm. it goes a long, long way. So that's yeah, good. Like a lot of people, a lot of people that are just coming in, they're scared of the classes. They think they're going to be in there fighting not for their life already. <laughs> I do my classes. And then, so a lot of people end up doing that, which is, you know, obviously a better ticket price. And um, sometimes if, if I get too busy, I'll have one of my fighters go ahead and, and coach them for, for that personal training session, which is, you know, I have like right now I have about six solid fighters. So that kind of know a lot about boxing. So at any point I can just give them a student and they'll do very well with them because, you know, they're learning from me every day. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then now let me dive into this, right? Cause I know we, what we kind of offer and as far as services go, if I'm a client, but now, how do you go about finding new clients? Honestly, my best uh, source is probably my website. My website. Like a lot of people come through the website. A lot of people uh, call through Google. Um, but there's this free little trial offer. I've done like maybe three, four ads and people fill in the name. I call them and they come try it out. Typically, they like it, and then, you know, we sign them up. And Instagram, too, is a big thing also. Instagram is a huge thing. Yeah. Like like advertising Instagram or actual just like posting your just content? organically and okay. clients, when they post, they post their kids doing the mitt work, they post their kids sparring, and family members like, where's that at? What, what, what place is that? And then, a lot, yeah, so that way, too, obviously, word of mouth, too. Like, so there's the big website, word of mouth. Instagram. Instagram's kind of word of mouth. You know, you get it out yeah. to people. That's that. And um, as I know you said you're usually in a range between 50 and 70 um, at mm-hmm. the moment for your memberships. So, um, but how much could you hypothetically handle? Like, what would be the, the maximum capacity of members you could take in your gym? <laughs> I could, we could probably do probably like 100 students and yeah. not them being group classes because then the classes would be too packed i feel like it would affect the um you know the effectiveness of my training as far as a group class goes so we could probably take on 100 students you know maybe 40 of them personal training students between me and my other coach and my other fighters we could take that on plus have our you know our group classes we have morning slots and evening slots for the classes gotcha no that's great I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I think that's a great range. And I think it's realistic. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess, uh, now taking a step back from even the clients, right? Now, let's say I am interested. I am a lead, right? Like, I'm not in the door yet. and I'm not signing up. But walk me through that sales, pro- like the client journey, right? For me, becoming interested to signing up, what would the sales process to getting me on look like? Well, I usually have them come. I say, just come try it out because... They, they usually tell me, oh, I've been looking at this other gym, that other gym, this other boxing gym. I said, I always say, look, you come try it out here, go try it out over there. And I, I promise, I tell them, I promise you'll be back over here. And that usually happens because of my style of boxing and coaching. It's very unique. And so eventually they, they do, they go try another gym and they, they kind of, they end up coming back to me and they want to train with me and my students. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great because I think realistically um, it shows, number one, how great your service is. Because, I mean, look, I'm looking at another gym thinking they're looking for the best price, but realistically, I mean, 
you're probably not going to give them the best price, but you're going to give them the best value, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, tell me if I'm wrong, um, but I think that's the biggest case there. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, a lot of gym owners, they just try to make the lowest price to get people in the door. But when mm-hmm. you raise your prices and they're a little higher, it, it, the value perception goes up, right? So people look at it as more valuable. And if you really are good at what you do, which you obviously are, and you get people coming in to the door constantly, you know? Yeah. So then that's oh. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely that that quality training. People really, they learn a lot here at the gym. People that in the gyms I grew up, the boxing gyms I grew up, nobody would pay attention to these people. So I tell them I charge a premium because the boxing gyms I grew up in, they were like 15 bucks for the month, but they're around by the city. It's just, you know, for poor kids, basically. And the coach is there just to try to get a champion. So all the other kids kind of just fall off. So sometimes they'll come to me, they'll be like, how come that gym charges like, 30 bucks i'm like go find out i just sound i'm, I'm just very honest go find out and then come yeah. back done with that so i'm just very it's honest true. it's so true it's so true you get what you pay for and uh and now let me ask you this man um do you or do the coaches do the selling um me and my other coach like my other coach yeah. she she kills it she yeah. she has following on IG like she gets most of her clients just from IG like and she does a lot of self-promotion for herself which is great but it brings a lot of people into the gym like she'll go work with uh Corey Callier she'll go work with Mike Rashid um right now she's like so she she'll go all over the place and then like her she'll grow her Instagram and then like people start hitting her up to come in the gym and then I'll walk in the gym. She's got like 20 people in there. I'm like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. We've been partners for a long time and uh, we've been coaching together for a long time. And right yeah. now we're making of trying to make a world champion. That's our goal. As far as like, we really love boxing and that's our main goal is to make a world champion, but we love sharing this progress and this process with the general public too. No, for sure, which I think is a beautiful thing, man. I think it's awesome that you're doing that on, a, on that level of a scale. And, and to have a partner like that, I mean, come on. That's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like to kind of turn the tables here, put you in, in my position and do a little self-reflecting with yourself here, right? So um, in, in business, there's about five pillars of business. But in fitness, especially in the gym industry, we like to use three more common than the others. Um, and that's the lead generation, which is your marketing lead acquisition, which is your sales, and then retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients for longer and making them spend more money with you. Um, of those three, right, that I mentioned, uh, which do you feel like you need the most improvement on for yourself as uh, through your gym? I think probably lead generation would probably be the, the, the best for me to work towards. You know, like, I don't post enough. Sometimes I don't I think this video is going to do, doesn't do as well as I thought. Um, I think just generating the leads, you know, get people in the door to see what we're about is probably, that's what I, I feel like. This next year, I even told myself, I'm like, I need to start working more towards that and stop just being complacent with that the gym is doing well, but it could definitely do better and more, you know, most definitely. So that would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like there's always room for growth no matter what, even if, I mean, look, there's gyms out there who came on here doing $70,000, $80,000 a month, and they're still thinking there's more. And it's true. There always is more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're only capped when you're at maximum capacity, which you'll know when you're there. Of course, when it gets uncomfortable, 
and people are yeah. waiting and you know that, that's you'll know um yeah. but that's great stuff man I, I love that when you're honest with yourself on the points like that that's always the biggest thing there um and and so let me ask you this too uh and because uh, we we don't really talk about retention and ascension too often but because uh, i know you said you're in a range between 50 and 70 clients how do you track people who are, are staying with you and and ending their membership how do you track those things um just through my website everybody kind of purchases their membership on there it just comes out automatically and you know i have that a little app um not everyone uses it yet you know like but people they they schedule they click their little schedule on there they could click the time they come in it kind of people like that you know they like the convenience they like that there's a little app and so that's kind of how i how i track the progress i get notification if someone cancels if someone Puts it on pause if somebody buys a new membership, um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And because uh, I, I mean, as far as for boxing gyms go, I don't know how much ascension you guys really have, but I mean, you guys probably have like boxing gloves, maybe or like merchandise. I'm assuming, but how many of your clients invest in more than one product or service within your gym? Um. I would say most. I would say probably like seventy percent. You know, people are buying the shirts that I come out with, um, I have like this boxer diet, uh, kind of line I got going. It's like with two skeleton hands with hand wraps on, it says boxer diet in it. Everybody loves that shirt. Um, we did a heart of the champion shirt. People love that one. So I'll say about like 70% of the clients buy the merch. And then we sell the gloves. Like you said, hand wraps, headgear. Um, what else do we sell there? Mitts if they want to do some stuff at home on their own. So they end up buying some things for us from us as well just like awesome. boxing uh, product yeah no that's great that's great i have one more question for you here daniel um and i think this is always the best one to hear you know and i, I think it, it's, it's a it's a it's a good one because we had one guy last week he uh i kid you not man he was like you mind giving me a minute he left for like 10 minutes came back and we started re-recording um <laughs> so i always like this question so uh if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym what's one piece of advice you would give yourself before starting? I would say spend the, spend the money right away to make it exactly how you want it. Like when I first opened the gym, it was just a warehouse and I put a ring in the middle and I put like four bags up and it was just concrete, kind of chipped, kind of gritty, which is, I guess, kind of cool for boxing, but it's not like if you walked in there, you'd be like, I'm gonna spend 150 here. Mm. And so they really had to wait for me to start teaching, to start talking, to start showing them for them to really get sold on coming to my gym. And then last, I'll say six months ago, I put down the turf, I put down the mats, I put up this beautiful mural on the wall of Hajime no Ippo. It's a Japanese boxing anime. It's an awesome anime. If anybody's out there interested, they like boxing and anime. <laughs> and then that kind of like brighten up that thing then i got this huge banner and i added different bags more bags and i got put a squat rack in dumbbell rack all that stuff like everything brand new so i feel like if you can and you could get a loan out for the equipment and to make it look just how you want it boom right from the start then i feel like the retention would be better would have been better from the start the photos that you put on your Google business page would have been a lot better. The, the photos on IG are going to be better. People are taking photos with the mural now, with the big banner, 
they just they come in they start posting right away now they're like this is where i'm at you know i'm at undefeated right now and they put on their story and you know like they they everyone just loves the way it looks and i knew i i envisioned that too but i was just it was a stressful time too because i was running another gym and they had closed down and they didn't want me to train anymore and i was like damn this is how i make my money and and i'm i'm a boxer and i have fighters i need to train that's how i uh, it propelled me to open my gym during the pandemic and everything. So that's what it was two years ago when I opened it up. And so it was kind of, and what am I going to do? I hit up this realtor. I was like, can you find me this square footage, this price industrial? And he did. And he's like, I was like, send over that lease right away. And then boom. <laughs> it just, that's it. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Dan, it's a beautiful story, man. And that's awesome. Cause not a lot of people can say like they've, they've done that, you know? And for you to do that during COVID, I mean, kudos to you, brother. That's yeah. an awesome story, man. And I look, man, I, I think that's a great time or a great part or place to uh, start wrapping things up on the episode. But before we sign out here, Daniel, um, man, please, man, shout out your website, your Instagram, whatever you have, man. Seriously. Yeah, for sure, guys. Check us out on Undefeated Boxing Club. That's our IG undefeatedboxingclub.com that's our website follow the ig though because you know we do work with some great fighters that you'll see on tv um right now coach cam she's in with dimitri bivol right now because she's with this fighter brandon adams he goes spars dimitri bivol he's a guy fighting canelo coming up in may so and follow coach cam she's an amazing coach and follow myself chino boxing she codes you can find my ig on there i'll be giving boxing tips um, keep, keeping people updated on our fights, our fighters, and what we do here at the gym. Undefeated Boxing Club, Upland, California. <laughs> That's it, Daniel. I look, I, we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you as soon as possible and as always until next time jim lords out thank you for listening to this interview but don't go anywhere we still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode but if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients keep them longer and make more money head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants you see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Quentin Milliner from Iron Sharpens Iron, awesome gym name, in Montgomery, Alabama. Quentin, what's up, man? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Not too much, man. Living the dream here, man. Appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. I'm sure your day has been busy running a business, coaching some clients, all that fun stuff. So let's just dive in, man. So like you started this business um, a little under a year ago. You've been in the industry though for a while. So what was your kind of goal when you said, hey, let's, let's make this jump. Let's open this business. Let's go down this path of entrepreneurship within the fitness world. Well, initially, um, you know, training as an independent contractor and, and facilities, you're under their rules and their set standards, which is not a bad thing. Um, I want to learn, kind of ride someone's coattail to figure out the business aspect of it, but I was limited. And then, you know, of course, COVID, a lot of things that happened because we just recently opened about eight months ago. 
wanted to kind of use a private and professional look and I wanted to go off a different kind of clientele. So when I wanted to start scaling my business, of course, a little overhead and quality clientele. So I'm not all about the numbers and being a, being before being a sole entrepreneur, it was all about the numbers, get clients, get clients, get clients, get clients, get clients, make more money, make more and more money. And um, I didn't, I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. So I want to slow down, pump the brakes and make a better way of doing it. At the same time, not stretch myself so thin. Yeah. 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 I love that mindset, man. What, uh, what have you so far figured out is like a better way to do that besides training 16 sessions a day or something crazy like that. I've talked to people doing 22 sessions in a day. So like um, elaborate a little bit more on that for us, if you could. Well, first uh, you have to find out, you have to find out what your niche is. And when you find out what your niche is and your target audience, and then you can do two things. It doesn't matter how you put it or how you package it. It's still within the time frame. So you got to figure out how much money you want to make a month, how much is going to help you, how many hours you're going to work a day. Right. And once you find, once you put that and compact that in a, in a um, box, then you know, okay, how much I need to make per hour to do that. Because at the end of the day, it's an hourly-based job, even if you're an entrepreneur, how many hours you're going to put into it. Sure, and sure. so when I figured that out, then I went out a certain clientele. And when I targeted a certain clientele, of course, the other factors in that um, I kind of based upon my research, what other trainers are doing and what I was offering. So if I got to offer more or kind of put back on the actual um, just, you know, um, you know, adding some stuff in, marketing some stuff into what I do to get more, then I kind of looked at it from that perspective. And it's been kind of working for me like that. Sure. For sure, man. Yeah, probably one of the biggest challenges we face in the gym world, personal training world, is just time. Like, there's only so much time in a day. Time. Right? time. Only so much time. Time is everything, man. And then our energy, too. You know, our, our energy. Because we're putting out so much as trainers, like, giving energy to our clients, motivating them, pushing them, mm-hmm. them all that stuff. So uh, time is, is a big thing in, in this space for sure, man. Speaking of space, man, Iron Sharpens Iron. Talk us through, like, your physical brick-and-mortar space. Why did you choose the location you're in now? What were kind of the... The factors behind that decision? Um, it's, a, it's a lot of factors, but to kind of make it brief, um, my, I'm only in a thousand foot square space. Yeah. And um, like I said, back then with COVID coming out of, um, because of COVID, the pandemic, um, I, and I realized training in gyms, I never used 20,000 square foot of gym to train one client at a time. Right. Yeah. So focusing on the quality aspect, I kind of put it as building programs for a person. So I became more of a problem solver. So you come over a problem solver for your client and then you putting a program together other than me just training you. That's yeah. what helped me to kind of do what I do. Sure. And so, you know, iron sharpens iron, the coin, the, the term, of course, is a biblical representation of it. But it was more so um, really naturally came from my mom when she taught me as a young kid is to um, surround yourself around people who are like minded like you or better. Yeah. You can't sharpen yourself. If you're not around, you know, wood cannot sharpen iron. It takes iron or something stronger. So I I create that, I translate that aspect into my training methods and also to how I deliver my information to uh, clients as well. Yeah, I love it, man. I love, and I love, like I said, the name Iron Sharpens Iron. And uh, you're so right as as to who we surround ourselves with is so important, right? In business and work and life, everything, man. So that's your space, thousand square feet, doing personal training, programming, any other services that you're offering right now, Quinn? Um, I kind of turn over into life coaching uh, just a little bit. And also, too, I'm working on a project with um, partner with the state 
um, with we have here in Alabama a program called Well Woman Program, and um, and trying to partner with the state to do that group training online, Zoom, and different things like that to kind of add into not only just add into my repertoire, but also give me that um, create that space of another um, place of revenue sure. without having to spend more time. Sure, that's huge. That's yeah. where the biggest the online space is, has massive potential in like what you just said, saving time, but still being able yeah. to reach. And, saving and time. Infinite, literally seven, potentially seven billion people, right? Potentially. So like, yeah, yeah time saving is great, especially if you like programming, like you said, you're big into programming and problem solving, perfect uh, other outlet for a, a revenue stream to help more people. And so, yeah, I love it. Where are you at in that part of your business right now? Are you still building it? Have you started it? Is that something your next six months are focused on? Um, still kind of in the, in the emphasis stages of yeah. building, adjusting the right prices, making sure my time is manageable and um, having that time. Cause you also got to have time for administration. Sure. Um, and I want to be able to put that in a, put that all together in a box where I can duplicate what I could do. So the next year or two, I want to be able to duplicate what I do and pass it on to other trainers so I can put this in other locations and do the same thing that I'm doing. Love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, love where it mindset's at. And that's a great thing to, do, to be able to do. Save time duplicate ourselves so we can kind of scale like we talked about off yeah. before me. So yeah. you got Iron Sharpens Iron Gym, been there, what's that, about eight months now, but I know, I know you've been training clients for years before that. How, what is your marketing kind of setup, strategy, philosophy look like since you opened the gym? Uh, I, my presence online has been more strategic. I've always been online, but never really pushed online. Right, right. And, um, but um, it's, I'm gonna be honest with you, man, I can't get away from word of mouth. Okay. Uh, people's experience, you know, um, and, and also to email list, um, yeah. setting up email list and those email lists, you know, the, the CRM of it, yeah. sending it out constantly being in people's face, you know, you know, um, that's how you get the results. I mean, I tell yeah. a guy all the time, if you look at the, these diets and, um, they get a million, you know, a million people buy the product, but everybody's not going to see the million people to get the results. No. You know, so if people are getting results, they're going to pass that on. If there's only 20, 20 people out of a million people bought the product, it's still a win for that company because that person is able to tell someone else and duplicate that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're selling results, right? 100%. So, yeah. I like you have a multifaceted approach, right? Email marketing, like you said, word of mouth, obviously huge in our industry. I read, I read that 50% of our new clients in a surface-based industry like ours come from word of mouth. So that's huge. So social media, I went on your Instagram earlier today. So I saw you guys, saw you posting stuff on your social media there. What, what do I want to ask you about that? So the email marketing is big now, right now. So you're doing PT in person. What are you at capacity for yourself, Quinn, right now, as far as clients go, or is there still room for growth on that side of things in person? Again, you you in person. Have, have you got capacity for your in-person clients in the one-on-one -on -one setting, or do you have some room where you can fill some more spaces? Um, I'm almost at the capacity, but the way I kind of schedule it and break it out during the day, I try to leave a gap and I try to leave days. Like I try not to be tied down seven days a week right. for that, for that space. So I'm not full capacity right now. Yeah. Um, I'm getting to that point though, one-on-one. -on -one. So, yeah. so, uh, you know, so I'm gonna have to start looking into maybe grouping, partnering, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, group in the partner and also pop-up shops is big. Now I want to start doing like pop-up shops. Yeah. And um, um, another thing I want to add in to kind of do that is like um, want to tap into is corporate. Yeah. So I could do some corporate training, you know, that's still a part of group training. So 
Um, so I'm almost at that ceiling. I'm getting to that point. But uh, that's where the online kicks in at. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Serve more people there. And I love you said, you read my mind, man. Small group training is a, a great model, I think, to add to a personal training business because you can get two to four people in that same hour as opposed to one person and kind of... Worst person, yes. You get more money, obviously, as a trainer. We get more money as a trainer. Clients pay a little less than PT. So I think it's a win for everybody. And that's what we right. always see is the challenge. You know, we're a good trainer. Our book gets full relatively quick. And it's like, what do we yes. do? So that's great. Obviously, man, a great next step. With your current clients, man, uh, obviously, are you doing personal training packages or are you doing uh, memberships? How does that setup look? Um, I'm not really doing memberships. I kind of keep all that in the packages. So I'm, I'm kind of, my my uh, target is I'm trying to exclude the whole gym aspect out of it. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, in a sense, you know, kind of subliminally, hey, you don't need a gym. So. Right. So I'm saving you a gym membership where you, you know, for 12 months of commitment and I'm going to get you in the same, I'm going to get you the same experience as far as your goals um, require and um, without having to pay that membership. So all that's included in the fee. Yeah, I yeah. hear it. So to uh, get out of the regular gym vibe, so to speak. Yeah. Doing packages. Obviously we see, you know, trainer, it's been a thing in the training world for some time. Is there any other ways that your clients are able to spend money with you on top of that package, like supplements or merch, or obviously you have the online program coming here or anything yes. else? Yes, I was partnering with um, um, two companies. I was partnering with doing that, like Beverly International. I like the old school company that's been around for a long time. Um, Beverly International was one company. I know the owners there in Kentucky. And also, too, another company called Sanco here in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Um, Sanco is real um, big with the collegiate world with Alabama and Auburn um, with supplements. So I had partnered with them to kind of upscale what I do yeah. um, and put those and put packages together. Like if just for example, um, you want to you take an athlete that needs to gain 20 pounds in a certain amount of time based upon these supplements, based upon what they need to take 90 days, whatever, this type of calorie diet that would yeah. kind of help me upscale a package as opposed to a person that just want to train once or twice a week for a month. Right. So right. here's a six month package. This is how much this costs. This is how much this will look. This is how many days a week. This is what this person need to take. And um and you know by me getting the the um being a sponsor or getting those um prices on bulk order, I'm able to upsell that that um actual package. So right up. So instead of calling the a personal training client, I'm actually now selling programs and packages. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I love the, I love that addition. To the business where are you at with the uh, like nutrition or meal plan side of things so that's a separate price so i do um um a full, what i call i call a full detail assessment yeah so if the client just want to just want a meal plan i can do that i can do an eight week 12 week 16 week year uh the platinum services for the whole year meaning that if you have to change anything we have to look at anything restructure anything all that's included in the price and i do a body fat analysis so I do my, so I have it different from the online, of yeah. course, on the in-person. I go a little more in detail. So I kind of let them know they, I don't do an in-body machine. I know a lot of gyms do in-body. Yeah. Um, I'm old school. I do a body, a muscle to fat ratio with the caliper. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I pinch. And so it gives a more private and personal. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, your measurements, I give all of that. Your water weight, I can tell you that in pictures. So yeah. Try to give that experience, that wow to the client. Yeah, 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 wow. And those pictures can be huge too. Like 
obviously to show the results we're getting our people, which is what we're selling at the end of the day is those, those results we get for our clients. So yeah, yeah. nutrition, a big part of this business, obviously now. So Quinn, you've been open there eight months, right? In your current spot. Have you seen any trends in retention? Have, have your members been, clients been with you the whole time? Uh, have you seen a life cycle in this eight months you've been open here in this spot from a retention standpoint? Well, yeah. So uh, I've probably put on maybe in the last two or three months new clients, but the, but subsequent um, simultaneously at the same time that I started here, um, my old client base we kind of everyone that I have now is new. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I had a lot of client retention because of the location that I was at, and but when I moved locations, actually what actually what kind of started it all, I got COVID. Okay. And by me getting COVID. It, yeah, that's why I went online because I was like, okay, I got to find a way that something happens to me until I can maybe bring other partners on. How can I keep that client base? So I started this hybrid program where so you can train online and in person. I like it. I like it. And so my all of most of the eighty percent of the clients that are with me now have been with me since I started downtown. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, I love the hybrid program like you just brought up. Hybrid is so. Like if you have a brick and mortar and an online space, I think it's like the best of all. Yeah. I see a lot yeah. of the future, a lot of people I haven't talked to, man, I see the future kind of going in that direction pretty hardcore. Which is yeah, because you think about how many clients you think probably needs five or six days of working out. Everybody. How many can afford it? Not many. Even if they have the money, they're not going to pay you these five or six days. No, no. Yeah. So, so uh, with the whole line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the hybrid. You can see me twice a week. Hey, you got to go to Cancun in July. You're going for the week. Hey, let me know where you at. Tell yeah. me what equipment you have access to. This is what you're going to be doing for that week. Just follow that. Yeah, I think it's huge, man. And uh, so many good things about it. Obviously, increases our revenue, but serves the client better. Adds another layer of accountability. All this, all this great stuff to it. Uh huh. So, uh, yeah. No, no, I was, yeah, I was sticking to somebody. Yeah, all, all good, all good, man. This is, uh, this is live. It's organic. No, no worries. Yeah. So Quinn, with that being said, man, any kind of a few more questions for you, kind of answer this a little bit, but at this point in time, so your book is almost full, right? For your clients, where's your business is relatively new still. Where's the biggest challenge for you right now in your, with your business? Um, putting my measurables into a package to be able to scale it in the future. Okay. Trying to find some measurables. Sure. Meaning, um, um, with my targeted audience, with the people that I'm training, how can I how can I take what I have right now and simplify it to give it to you and for you to run it the same way? Not the same way I run it, be able to handle it. So, yeah. trying to find those measurables, you know, um, 300 pound male, 35 between 44. This is what they should do based upon this, and put it. It's almost like creating my own app without having my own app. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest challenge I have to find those measurables. I'm trying to find those details in that process so I can move to another process. So that's my biggest challenge. Yeah, and it's kind of putting all that, all that together. So yeah, that being said, so that's the challenge, right? Putting all, everything together to scale. What is like your ultimate goal, man, with Iron Sharpens Iron as a business? Where do you want to take this thing over the next couple of years? Um, I want to be able to put it in different locations and I wanted to brand it. I want to brand the actual process that I do nice. um, because I think the way I operate is kind of different than a lot of other people that I've researched and watched, but I want to be able to duplicate it and put it in other locations to have other trainers and just, ha just manage it from a business perspective. Yeah. Love yeah. Yeah. That's a great goal. Right. And, uh, 
I'm sure your life at that point in time would look a lot different than, than today. What, oh, yeah. <laughs> so at that point in time, what, where do you foresee your role, kind of CEO role, overseeing everything and just helping with overall kind of growth perspective? Yeah, I'll probably do this to the day I die because yeah. I love doing it. I yeah. mean, I could be, I could train you at 85 years old, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, at that time, point in time for me to do one-on-one of what I do, I have to have a VIP group of people that are willing to train with me. Yes. Yeah, so, so that I'll probably always do this, you know, until the end, you know, I could, you know, even if I can't talk, I could write it on paper, what you need to do. So, for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking to do. But far as, a, far as the business aspect of it, yes, I would like love to be the CEO of my own company. That'd be awesome, man. I love it. And I think the more gyms we get to that level, just the better, and it can just serve, we can serve more people, which is, which is awesome. You know? Yeah. Would you plan to go outside of Alabama or kind of start there and then kind of see how things go and then kind of roll from there? No, I, I definitely want to go outside of Alabama because yeah. the market is different. Yeah. And I, and I want the challenge. I want the challenge now. So I, I, I was always taught fail, fail, fail early. So one way to fail is step up, one way to fail is step out of side of your, your location and go to another area. And that's the only way I'm really going to be challenged. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and I would love to be challenged and see what others are doing and different ideas and glean and, you know, try it and see if it don't work. And then I go to another location, you know, but I can always come home and make and make my business prosper. Always <laughs> 100%. Like, uh, yeah, we, we definitely, we grow when it's uncomfortable, you know, like, and it's kind of yeah. like correlates to fitness and working out, you know, uh, obviously yeah. an easy workout's not going to get us anywhere. So like, yeah, Quinn, I think that's awesome, man. So uh, last question, man. So like, You've been in the business for a while. We have a lot of listeners that want to open a gym. They're a personal trainer. They want to do what you just did, right? Open a open their own gym. Any advice you give to that person listening, man, to kind of set them up for success in the best way possible from your experiences? Well, um, they got to ask themselves if they really love what they do. Yeah. And, and what do they love about it? Keep it simple. And you're going to be good at one thing at once. And once you master that one thing, then move on to the next. Yeah. Like I said, fail. You know, if you plan on stepping out, step out. But, you know, but my my um, way of approaching things is always being a simple and effective yeah. and don't overcomplicate it. You know, if you want to be a, want a garage gym and you focus on powerlifting, be good at that. Don't try to be a powerlifting trainer, CrossFit, and then, you know, aerobics instructor. No, just be a powerlifting person. Yeah. Perfect that aspect of it. What equipment do you need? And that's your gym. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, that simple, yeah. like, you know, simple and simple scales. You know, if we get, if we get fancy and doing everything, like you're saying too spread out, it's just not going to probably work. So yeah, yeah. 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 If you're going to do boot camps, do boot camps. If you're not going to do boot camps. Don't do, if you're going to do a bodybuilding training, if you're going to be CrossFit, you know, don't be CrossFit bodybuilding, you know, find what you're good at and stick with that until you feel like you can't do it anymore and then scale from there. I agree, man. A lot to that. Pick one thing and then do it really well, like you said. Yeah, pick one thing, man, and do it really well. Yeah, I think it's great. Knock it out the park. 100%, 100%. Quinn, uh, dude, great place, I think, to wrap this episode up, man. We appreciate your time today coming on, sharing sure. the story of Iron Sharpens Iron. Where can the listeners check you out, man? Like a website, social media, where can we find you and follow your story? Um, my w- former website is currently on construction, but I have like, I do like a digital business card. But I'm on um, Instagram. It's Iron Sharpens Iron underscore Q. And I'm also on Facebook. I'm uh, just Quentin Q Milliner. I have an Iron Sharpens Iron um, business page, but most people follow me on Quentin Q Milliner. You can nice. find me on there. Nice. Awesome, man. I'll give you a follow right after this. Quentin, thank you so much, man, for coming on today. Again, we appreciate you.
and uh, best of luck. Yeah, thank you awesome, man. You have a good day. You as well. And listeners, we appreciate you guys too. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Christina out of North Carolina. What's going on, Christina? How are you? Hey there. I'm good. How are you? Always good. Always good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. <laughs> Look, we're excited to have you on here. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what we have going on at your gym, uh, first, Tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place. Awesome. Okay. Well, at Fitness on Fleek, we do small group personal training as well as one-on-one personal training, but I really specialize in my group um, exercise classes where we like to feed off the energy in the room of one another and really motivate each other. I say we're pretty much predominantly an all-women's gym, so I call it our girl gang here in our little small town of Boonville, North Carolina. And so it got started actually by, I, um, I used to work at the YMCA for several years and I just had a passion for fitness and saw a need for a small town that didn't have the ability to work out at a gym and decided actually the Lord led me to open up a place in Boonville and I followed his lead and here we are almost five years later. I love it. I love it. And so as a member of, of, you know, uh, fitness on fleek, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, as a member of Fitness on Fleek, what would you say uh, are some of the services you provide? If you could have like a list, right? Because obviously there's one-on-one coaching, but what else do you guys offer as well? Okay. Well, we do boot camps. Um, uh, clients really love the boot camps. It draws in people that don't ever work out. Uh, they feel beast mode and they want to come out, come and participate in the boot camp. So that's always good. We do um, strength training, flexibility training, different. Uh, I do a lot of freestyle classes, uh, kettlebell hit training. We really do it all. We make sure we stay well-rounded in all aspects of fitness. Totally. Totally. And, and, and how many members are you guys at currently? Well, it just depends on any given day. There can be anywhere from 10 up to 20. Dance fitness usually brings the most people. It brings a crowd because women like yeah. to come and cardio on and don't feel like they're working out. It's just more like a party. So it just depends on the class. If it's a harder class, it typically, you know, the numbers will be lower because it's tough or whatever, but anywhere from 10 to 20. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so um, if 
if someone did come in right and, and they wanted to get started or they wanted it's i'm not so sure that how the pricing goes if it's recurring or whatnot but what would they have to pay to get started and then to maintain the membership or to keep coming to classes essentially well, that's one thing that I'm really happy to provide some flexibility. So I offer a drop-in rate of only $5, less than a Big Mac meal, and way better for you, right, to drop in and have your class. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So um, I also do $45 unlimited monthly training. So they can come to my group exercise classes all month long for $45 um, as far as pricing goes. But I can meet any you know, people where they are in their fitness, whether they're just coming off the couch or whether they're athletes, I definitely have something for them at the studio. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, and so, uh, which one I want to say, I, I love that. I think um, that's a beautiful thing that you have a, a lot of flexibility that way. I think people appreciate that because sometimes they don't value it as much. Right. And they might not think that, you know, they would be willing to pay that much money. Um, but until they realize the value and what it is. And then at that point they see the value in the unlimited. So I think that's an awesome thing there. And so, on the topic of clients here, how do you typically find new clients um, for, for you guys? Well, what I've saw that works best for me is actually Facebook. Facebook, I yep. post a lot about our classes and I just try to, um, you know, show that it's going to be fun. It's not going to be, I mean, it's going to be a hard workout, but you're going to have fun doing it. You're going to feel good and you're going to feel accomplished when you leave there. You're going to feel good about yourself. So I usually use Facebook and actually word them out. I get a lot of clients yeah so-and-so saying you should go check this place out it's a hidden gym in a little small town i like that i like that far away though i'm really proud of that i have people come from 45 minutes to come work out with us over here whoa wow okay uh that's awesome wow that's that must see the value i'll tell you that yeah i'm grateful so, yeah definitely definitely I, I, i'm i'm glad you are too because i think a lot of people sometimes take it for granted right they're like oh man i'm doing good and that i don't you know they 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 underestimate the or they take it for granted in a sense right that's the best word i could probably use there um, right. and so um and and now in terms of uh a maximum number right because i know obviously there's a certain capacity of, of people you can keep in one class but let's say overall for in the entire unlimited memberships right if you if you could put a, an estimate on like if traffic was never a concern you have unlimited leads unlimited clients what would hypothetically be that cap of where you would have to stop taking on clients in a total number well uh, actually i'm i'm getting there now my space is not that big it's probably um i'd say a 20 by 20 space group x room and then i have a small room that has machines in it that we use when we do the boot camps and things but it's really, it's really packed out at 20, at 20 people. It's wow. max. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's per class. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. But, uh, and so that means that, so, and I'm sorry, I mean, that's so a little deeper here. So how many, how many classes do you typically have on a day? Uh, well, anywhere, I would say an average is about 12 to 15. Like I said, the dance fitness really brings in the most, and there can be 20 or plus in there in dance fitness, and we don't use any equipment, so it's easier to pack in the room. But when you're doing kettlebell and you're swinging a kettlebell around the room, you really mm -hmm. do have how many people are in that space. So you have to have more of a bubble for safety. They really yeah. like 15 max when it comes to kettlebell or something like that. Uh, how many max? About 15. 15 gotcha mm -hmm. so but now let's say if they if like you had let's say 15 people in each class um and it obviously you know you have 12 to 15 classes a day 
you could technically, if, if, if they were on unlimited memberships, you could technically handle a little over 100 clients if they don't come at the same time, I'm assuming, right? Oh, absolutely. But the thing about my business is I really only operate one hour. I, when I first opened, I did morning group, group exercise classes for one hour every day of the week, except Friday and Sunday. And I did the same in the evening. And I held an evening group X class Monday through, you know, not except Friday and Sunday. And since then, I've stopped doing my morning group exercise classes. It's just a lot. I run the place on my own and I do all the classes. And I also homeschool my kids. I have several children. Wow. I have a little academy here at my house so um you know for time I'm really only up there an hour a day for my classes and then my personal training so wow I'm definitely a smaller business where my heart is full and I'm you know I'm living my passion not necessarily lots of money my husband luckily we own a renovation business and he kind of carries us with that and I do what sets my soul on fire and I just help you know because to me, that's worth every dollar. It's yeah. worth, worth gold to me, the way I can make people feel and help people fall in love with fitness. That's my goal. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so now, in, let's take a step back from clients. I think this is always a good question. So, you know, walk me through this. If I was a lead or if, say, I was a woman and I was a lead and I wanted to join, um, whether I'm a referral or, or I find you through Facebook, whatever it is, uh, can you walk me through like the client journey, right? So if I came in interested, how would the sales process to then working into like the client journey of becoming a client, how, how would that look like for you guys? Okay. Well, when they reach out to me, I will always welcome them and tell them how much fun they're going to have. And I also tell them their first class is free. Like you have nothing to lose. Come try your first class free. And I bet you can't have just one. And so I, I challenge okay. them that first class free and then when they come to my studio I'm very welcoming welcoming I try to be really relatable and available um I try to just make people feel comfortable I know how it feels when you walk in the door my first group exercise class I went to at the YMCA before ever was an instructor and I went to the door and I said is this called Zumba and they laughed me they laughed at me and I was like okay I'm going home (laughs) and so I didn't even stay for the class I went home I was mortified I called it Zumba instead of Zumba and so yeah it was mortifying so I went back the second time yeah well I was like well I know it's called Zumba this time so I get there and the class was full of people and it was peopley and it was scary and so I turned around and went home again and I told myself I'm like okay this is the third time when I go I'm gonna go early and I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna get in a spot in the back of the room where everybody can feel in around me and I'll feel more comfortable and so that happened and I was a hot mess they were up I was down they were left I was right it was crazy but I had a great time and I, the feeling I felt from that was more important than anything, more important than the way I looked or any of that. So I think um, it's important for me when I have a new client to make them feel very welcome. It's okay to not know how to squat. It's okay to not know the proper terminology. You don't have to know any of that when you come to my place. You just have to want to have a desire to have fun and get fit and I'll help people along the way and meet them there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love that. I think, the fact that you can relate to your clients and you've been in their shoes prior and you understand what they've went through is really what's going to set you aside from a lot of other people. And I mean that genuinely, because if you can't relate to your clients there, you can only go so far, right? You can only go so far. So, um, and I think everybody makes decisions based on emotion. And that, I mean, that's just a psychological fact. And I think emotionally they can feel like that connection and how genuine you are too, especially I, mean, I can see how much you talk with so much passion as well. You care, you know, you're here for the right reasons. Yes, thank you. gratification. So I think that's awesome. And I'm sure your clients appreciate that. Um, 
So, and then this next question, it's a little, it's a little bit of a, of a longer question. So if you need to repeat anything, let me know. Um, so, but it's a good way to kind of self-reflect and kind of put you in, in the interviewer seat for yourself. Um, so in business, there's typically about five pillars that we use more um, throughout any industry, but there's three that we use more often than any in the gym and fitness industry. And that's going to be your lead generation, right? Which is your marketing. You have your client acquisition, which is your sales. And then your retention and ascension, which is essentially keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in the process. Of those three, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Let's see. It would not be retention. I'm really good at retention. I'm proud of that. And that comes from the genuineness of my of building my friendships with these women. So what were the other two? Because it's definitely not retention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be uh, lead generation, which is your marketing. So getting people to be interested in the business and then acquiring them after being, so your sales. I would probably say acquiring. Yeah. So because, converting them from being interested to. Yes, okay. getting right. They stay in that contemplation stage for so long. I can't tell you, I've got just so many clients or people that'll message and they've been messaging me for years, month after month saying, I'm going to come, I'm going to come and nothing against them at all. I wish I could motivate them if they would just see if they'd make that first step. I could retain them. It's just getting them to make that step to have the opportunity. Gotcha. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that uh, one, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. And I think oftentimes, I mean, we can't get away from the fact that you are a professional trainer, a professional gym owner, but you're not supposed to be a professional salesperson. You know, <laughs> I think that's okay. It's okay. And I think, I think being honest and knowing that you can improve there. And I think, you know, especially on this platform, it is huge. Um, so, and I appreciate that genuinely. Um, and I'm sure the viewers do as well. Uh, and, and last two questions for you here, Christina. So, um, you know, for you and for, for fitness on fleek, what, what's the, the bigger picture, you know, what's the overall goal? overall goal would be to bring it online to where I can reach more people because I even dabbled in Beachbody and and I was totally against that to begin with when I opened my gym because I, I never want to push something that it doesn't work or is just a money gimmick or you know anything like that I want people to get results and from what they pay money for so I, um, I attempted the Beachbody as well as my gym to get to more people the online aspect of it and it, it was not a hit and I really believe that was partly um, not being able to relate to the coaches there and just, I feel like if I could do the same thing I do in my studio online and be able to get that out there to people, more people could benefit from what I offer. Totally. So, and maybe to do a clothing line. I really want to get something started with some fitness clothing and merchandise with fitness on fleek because that name was that. I feel like that has, you know, that kind of sets me aside as well with the name. The name started when I worked at the YMCA and I actually just came up with a name. I, I wanted to own it on my own fitness studio. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be fitness on fleek and I'm going to do that one day. And so the name was born long before the place was. And I get questioned. And that the reason I named it that was because it's not, it's unique. It's not, you know, Boonville Fitness. So people always, it's a conversation starter. What is that? On fleck? What? You know, and bunches of questions. And I'm like, it's on fleek. And then, you know, it means fitness done just right or, you know, fitness done perfectly. And I, I stand behind that. And I mean that. Not that I'm perfect, but I want to make sure that I, every time I show up, I show up for my people and everything else in my life gets put on the back burner. And I give my 110% every single time to every single class. And so I really do stand behind that. Yeah, 
I love that. I love that. And I think uh, it's why I love the the, the realism yeah. of how you see it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm all, I put it out there on the table. I, that's one thing. I'm I'm not fake. I'm very um, open and honest and approachable for sure. And I hope. Yeah. I hope that's evident. Yeah, totally, completely. I think that's awesome. I think I think your clients, your prospects, genuinely appreciate that as well. And, and last question for you here. You know, um, if if you could go back in time when you first started the, the facility um, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you know now, what would that that advice look like for you? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I've just I've poured my all into this place over here and there's been highs and lows and I made it through COVID and we were kind of rule breakers over here and we didn't stop our fitness thing. And so I. I, honestly, I don't know. I wished I could have left my previous job on better terms because I didn't plan on leaving the YMCA when I opened Fitness on Fleet. Really, that's my only regret was I was trying to do both and it, it was a very bad severance there. And so I had to like bury my whole fitness life that I had created at the YMCA, the people and experiences and start this new chapter over here and just begin fresh and new. And so maybe just overworking myself, um, not delegating things if I could to other people and trying to just do it all. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think a lot of people, they go through that as well. And I, I mean, I, I always say it's part of the journey. And I think for the way it turned out, you know, there's no, there's nothing you can go back and change because it, it ended up perfectly most likely, you know what I mean? And you're in the scenario that you wanted to be inside. So I think, um, there's no right or wrong way for that, but I, I do appreciate the honesty there as well. So, so Christina, I think uh, this is a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode, but before we we sign out here, you know, please you know, let the people know where, where, where can they find out more about you? Shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, everything you got. What do you got? Okay. So really um, I manage just my Facebook because I, it's too many social media accounts for me to be out there on my phone all the time. So just find me on Facebook at Fitness on Fleek or in the little town of Boonville, population 1100. You can come work out with us in the small group setting and be inspired and motivated and really feel part of the fitness family. Yeah, totally. Look, thank you so much, Christina. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.